Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? It's a funny old thing, this mediumship malarkey, isn't it? I've been listening to a Fake Psychic podcast, which I think Amanda recommended to me. Amanda, sorry, my turnaround time is ridiculous. Um, if it wasn't you, Amanda, don't worry. <laughs> Thanks to whoever recommended. And it's something that is really playing on my mind. It's been a bit of a trigger for me recently. Is at what point... Will I wholly and completely, undoubtedly believe in the spirit world? And I thought I'd be brave and talk about it today because it's not something that people talk about, is it? We don't mention it. And I'm assuming if you listen to this, you're probably, but this might be my whatever, thinking, what? How could she possibly say she doesn't believe in the spirit world? Of course I do. I do. They have proven themselves to me time and time and time again. What I'm talking about is the ebb and flow of that faith. Faith for me certainly is not a constant. I wish that it was. And I know that so often it's me pinching myself off from my faith. In um, social media... You know how if you watch one video of something, you end up watching a lot of videos of something. I watch a lot of people eating hot wings from whatever that YouTube video is, which is just absolutely hilarious. And if you haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence eating hot wings, I suggest you Google it and watch it immediately because she's amazing. But I am also getting a lot of people, a lot of celebrities having lie detector tests I can't remember which magazine it's for but they're having them done and there's a lot of times within that that they are saying something and they are surprised when it comes up as a lie on the lie detector and then in that way that my brain works I started chewing over 
If somebody sat me in front of a lie detector and said, do you believe that you are communicating with spirit? How my body would answer that because of my own resistance to my own abilities, to my own power, because for I feel so sorry for spirit because no matter how much they have proven themselves to me time and time again, how many times they have given me incredible evidence, that cynic in me is never quiet, never. I can have one bit of brilliant evidence and within the next breath, that voice is in my head saying, yeah, but did you? I've recently started doing Facebook Lives again. I found them a really big trigger for me. But now I've got a bit of support from um, Aaron in my admin team. I'm feeling like I'm more able to to go out and do evidential mediumship. And he has said himself that it was eye-opening to him being on the back end of it. Just how chaotic it is, how overstimulating, how many people are just trying to grab messages that aren't meant for them. You know, it's a big and intense energy. And now he's fielding that for me. I'm able to concentrate on the mediumship. Because, of course, if you're looking through thousands of comments, your mediumship's not going to be as good. Anyway, one of the reasons I stopped that is because of the trolls and the negative and the people saying, well, that's not specific enough and all of that kind of thing that just really made me doubt my own abilities. Yeah. And I I really feel compelled to talk about this, even though I I have resistance because I don't want people to, to judge me for having that thought, for that, that kind of... There is a little bit of me, if I'm honest, a teeny bit, but a little bit of me, that wonders if it's just my hope. That Here's what Darren Brown has to say and what they are talking about on the Fake Psychic podcast and wonders if I'm doing that subconsciously. Not because I want to mislead anybody, God no, um, but because I want it to be real so much. Am I making it real to satisfy that desire within me now I know that's not true I know that spirit have proven themselves to me time and time again I keep saying this because it's true and I know that but that's the two sides that's the shadow and the light that's my human versus my spirit and I think there's this idea isn't there that us as mediums in the public eye us as spiritual teachers that we have to only say that we believe but I think there must be other people like me out there who sometimes that little creeping voice comes in and just says, are you sure though? And that doesn't mean that I'm turning my back on spirit or anything like that because they're the ones that are encouraging me. You know, I started recording this podcast and they made me stop and go back to this topic because they want me to talk about it. So isn't that weird? I know that I'm being directed (laughs) to want to talk about this, but maybe there are some of you out there who are like me, who absolutely believe, but also sometimes don't sometimes don't believe in your own abilities and sometimes don't believe, are scared. It's not that I don't believe, it's that I'm scared because I love it so much. I love the presence of spirit so much that I don't want to, I want it to be real. And there's something in the wanting it to be real that conversely my humanness then wants to take it away. What is that about? And doesn't that just prove, I mean, I believe, but doesn't that just prove how hard it must be if you're sceptical in nature to get enough evidence to satisfy you? I mean, I'm sceptical in nature, but I mean, if you have decided to take the path of the non-believer, there is no force on earth, is there, that 
in the universe, not on earth. There's no force in the universe that is going to make you believe if you don't. Because I want to believe, like Mulder, (laughs) and I struggle with that creeping voice all the same. Do you think sceptics struggle with the creeping voice that says, but what if it is true? (laughs) Like an opposite. So I'm going to be brave and put this out there and I'd love to know your thoughts. Is this something you faced with? Have I deeply disappointed you now with my Judas-like nature of um, naysaying spirit? Because I'm not, because I know that they're there, but I'm just addressing the part of me that worries about it, that worries I'm misleading everybody, that worries that I'm kidding myself, that pulls apart everything sigh anyway it's interesting to think about if you don't have these thoughts as you're lying awake in bed at night congratulations you're a lucky ducky (laughs) but for the rest of us and you know as I'm saying this to you um it's so funny because I have recently been uh editing my books some more and uh part of the things that the people who are editing it shout out you know who you are don't know if you want to be announced in a public forum I'll have to ask you um but one of the things they asked me to do was give some examples of situations from when I first started mediumship and so I I have been writing some of my examples down and I mean these things these experiences are freaking incredible (laughs) And yet here we are with me listening to Fake Psychic podcast and going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Am I am I just accidentally misleading? Oh, my God. Am I specific enough and working through that? Now, I have no doubt that those thoughts are useful because I know that my sceptical brain has reached for extra information where I could have just settled. And this is really important to think about. If I was happy with the level of evidence I was getting, and I know some mediums would say, well, you go with whatever spirit give you. But in honesty, I think everything from that spirit is available to you if you're open to it. And the way that you open to it is by pulling it apart, reaching for more, stretching Um, your awareness for bits of evidence that you want so if that is the way that you open up to more then a healthy dose of skepticism is good because every time I've done a, a link for somebody I've thought was that specific enough was that good enough on my Facebook live the other day it was my first one in ages I don't know if any of you watched it um and it was so funny because I did one human spirit link and then the next link was an animal it was a dog and I was a little resistant to that because I don't I'm not an animal communicator it's not something that I would advertise because I do not feel confident enough in my abilities as an animal communicator to do that now I know it can happen I've had a cat through on a live before why they always come in lives I don't know I guess I'm just open to it and this time it was a dog and the thing with mediumship is I really believe that you have to practice 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 some more and then when you think you've practiced enough practice five times as much as you've already done to be able to offer that to people as a service so Sometimes spirit will work through me, but it's not a service that I would advertise because I don't feel like I've got enough experience in it. And that was one of those uh, situations. This dog just came and sat in my studio and I could really see it in my mind's eye. And I waited for a human to join it and a human didn't. (laughs) And I was like, oh, great. Anyway, I did the link and nobody took it on the live. And of course, I left that live thinking, you know, that's a bit weird. Um, But maybe they were watching. And then lo and behold, the following morning, somebody in a different time zone who'd watched the live on catch up messaging me to tell me that it was their dog. And I'd even got the dog's name right, which was absolutely brilliant. I mean, there was a load of stuff. They messaged me so much stuff and sent me a picture of the dog, which was just so stunning anyway 
So even though in the last week I've had an experience that is that mind-blowing, I am still sitting here hoping that I'm doing the right thing and doubting my, I guess doubting my ability. I don't doubt that the spirit world exists because they've proven themselves to me. But of course, in the dark, in the night is that time where you think all of your family hates you, you've got no friends, you're an ugly whatnot, all the, all the lack of truths come in in that space. So that is the space where I get the whole, what if there's just nothing? And would I know if there was nothing? What happens if I die and there is nothing? Well, I guess there's nothing. What happens if I die and there is a spirit world, but I've never been communicating with them? I've just been faking it this whole time inadvertently and they're all just there going, what the F was that? All of those kind of things. But I wanted to talk about it because I can't be the only one, surely. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's okay to feel like that. Maybe it's okay to doubt your own abilities and need to explore them and need to look at them. Maybe maybe I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be for this journey. I don't know. Let me know. Shall we do some listener questions? Okay. First up, I've got an email from Marie. And Marie has got two questions for me. She's written a a big long email, but I love it, so I'm going to read it out loud. Hi, Hannah. I came across your podcast this year when I was looking for answers. My man passed recently, unexpectedly and too soon, and like many others, I needed to make sense of it all and know it wasn't the end, and along came Mediumship Matters, which is amazing, by the way, and has helped me more than you could ever know. I've already joined up to the school, and I'm loving it. I'm in the early stages of developing my abilities and I have two questions. Question one, do you have any words of wisdom for those developing from scratch who aren't even on the first rung of the ladder and have had no contact at all with spirit? Question two, how is it that some people can see spirit without even trying? A bit of background, since listening to your podcast, the first thing that piqued my interest about mediumship was the possibility that anyone can do this. I was under the assumption that this is something you either have or you don't, a gift for the chosen few. I wouldn't say I'm intuitive as I usually spend a lot of time proving any choices I make are the right one and although I do get gut feelings I always have to follow it up with hard evidence. Maybe I'm just getting in my own way as I have a very analytical brain and I have to prove everything that my gut tells me. For example if I'm booking a hotel I can be drawn to a particular hotel and like many people read the reviews but I can't just read a few reviews I have to read review oh my goodness Marie sorry I'll put my teeth in I have to read all the reviews of all the hotels in my shortlist it's exhausting same with oracle cards I've just hopped onto the oracle card bandwagon and my god I love them all but picking a pack is a nightmare everyone says pick the pack you're drawn to I'm very visual in the first instance so being drawn to a pack is easy however then I panic in case the messages are too difficult to interpret so I'll go on YouTube and watch the card flip through and check all the messages will suit me but I can have a short list of maybe 10 packs and I have to watch the flip through of all of them it takes me hours to pick a deck I literally do my own head in what I want to ask is, although you say anyone can do this, the only stories I've heard so far about those mediums who've been seeing spirits since childhood and those who didn't realise they had these abilities, but then looking back to childhood, they can now recall some interaction with spirit. OK, I'm going to stop there, Marie, because I don't want to move away from the questions that you've asked. And I know that you're going in to tell me some amazing experiences that you've had too work with with spirit so question one do I have any words of wisdom for those developing from scratch who aren't even on the first rung under the ladder and have had no contact at all with spirit yes uh, the number one piece of advice I would give you is to try and clear your own energy everyone goes boo hiss when I say this one, everyone wants the, the sexy, more exciting experience of spirit in your life. But the thing is, spirit will have been around you, Marie, your whole life. Spirit are subtle. They are not 
easily felt and experienced and I will talk about your question too in a minute and so therefore um, you need to be really aware of your own energy and have your own energy as clear as you possibly can do to be able to feel the subtlety of spirit stepping forward because if you are not aware of how you feel how are you ever going to feel how spirit feel when they step forward. So my first piece of advice for all developing mediums is to spend time in your own company every day. And everyone goes, no, I don't want to do that. Give me something else to do. Let me escape with a visualization where I leave the planet and float around in the ether. No, that's not what you need for mediumship. For mediumship, you need to be present with yourself, inescapably present current and aware of yourself the good and the bad the light and the dark you cannot work with spirit until you are aware of your own and then um, I always recommend that people start with experiencing the energy of their guides first and the reason for that is on some level conscious or subconscious you have been communicating with your guides your entire life here and so if you move into a communication space with them it's more natural to you if you're going to try and connect to my grandmother for example that's a spirit you've never worked with before whereas your guides there is a familiarity even if it's a subconscious familiarity so I would start with your guides and I would start with having fun with it I would start with you know, hey guys, have you got a message for me today? And keeping it casual and keeping it fun and, and like a, a relationship. And if you were to think, if you went to a dinner party and you sat down next to a stranger and I said to you, um, you've got to find out X amount of information from this stranger and some of what they're saying you will make up, it will be a lie, but you won't know which is which, you've got to find out and you've got to get it exactly right. That's a lot of pressure. So you need to take the pressure out of the situation, Marie, which is, as you can tell from your email, part of the problem. So I want you to go cold turkey with the flip throughs. I want you to go cold turkey with the reviews. I want you to cut those things off and I want you to also play around with things that are not that important. So for example, next time you have a day off work, I would like you to do a intuitive day. So what that means is you wake up and you think, what do I feel like doing? And you don't look at reviews, you don't make decisions, you don't book anywhere. You think, I feel like going to this place. And then you go to that place and you think, I feel like walking down this street I've never walked down before. And you walk down that street and there might be something beautiful down that street for you to see, like a lovely garden or a lovely house or a nice interaction with someone that smiles at you. Or you might see a beautiful view that you've not seen before. Or you might come across a little cafe tucked away that you didn't know was there. And I want you to do the whole day like that. Something where there is no pressure, there's no um, timetable, there's no restriction. It's just, I feel like going this way. Now, I'm not going to lie to you when I do stuff like this, because I still do stuff like this, because I think it's really good for us all. I will end up in dead ends in fields. I will end up having to turn around and go back the way I've come. I will end up, you know, it doesn't mean that it's all perfect, because sometimes I will get in the way of my intuition. I will second guess it. But I can promise you this, if you're doing this activity, the experiences you have should be good. And so if you're getting in the way, then you might get the odd, you know, bit that you need to turn around or you go, oh, that cup of tea was terrible. Maybe I shouldn't have gone to that cafe. But none of it's going to be that bad. I think you're getting caught up in the magnitude of it, the bigness of it, the, the epicness of it. It's got to be right. It's got to be perfect. And that is going to cause you so many problems. It's going to make it hard for you to move because if you feel like it's got to be perfect, you're not going to take a step forward. So just play with it. Um, and that would be my first words of wisdom 
having fun with it, taking the pressure out of it, communicating with your guides, not for a message, but just to say hello. How are you today? What's going on? Working into your own energy, sitting with your own energy and having days where you allow yourself to just go where you want to go. I remember when I was first starting with spirit and working with spirit and we were on holiday in Kefalonia and um, I was talking to my husband about spirit guides and he was very cynical and he said okay then well if spirit guides are so powerful and so amazing I want you to get them to recommend us a restaurant and I went on TripAdvisor and I was scrolling through and it was just this gentle little feeling no 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 that's the one. And I didn't look at the reviews because I just wanted to have that experiment and trust spirit. And we went to that restaurant and it was incredible. We were above a load of ruins looking out over the sea and the sunset. And it was just the most amazing place. But here's the interesting thing, or I think it's interesting. It was off the strip. It was a away from the usual um, area where you would find restaurants and things like that. So if I hadn't done that exercise, I would never have found that restaurant. I would never have gone to it. So just playing around with it. Don't take it all so seriously. It is a serious and important and invaluable job. Don't get me wrong. You have to be taking your mediumship seriously when you are reading for the public. But if you're just starting out, You haven't got those responsibilities. Play with it. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. I hope that that makes sense. Now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How is it that some people can see spirit without even trying? I don't know, Marie. And I will agree with you that that is the story you always hear. But I will be absolutely honest here and say, I have booked readings with mediums that say that they see spirit. And not one of them, not one, has described my grandmother as she actually looked in any stage of her life. So I don't know if they really do see spirit. And this goes back to this, the rants that I was having on season three, which about the language that we use, but also about the way that we are presenting our mediumship. Because if you can see spirit as I see you, Marie, there is, to to my mind, and we know what's going on with my mind from the start of this episode, but there is no room for error. Because if you can see spirit then you could ask that spirit to write their name on a piece of paper and hold it up, their full name. And then if you were talking to my grandmother, you'd get her full name. So I don't think people really do see spirit the way that it's implied. And this might upset people. And now, I'm not saying that all people don't. If you see spirit, if you're listening to this and you see spirit like you see people, then please contact me because I would love a reading. Not to prove you wrong, but because I think that's bloody amazing. I'd love to experience mediumship from somebody that can do that. But a lot of people talk about seeing and then it's not the way it works. I have a lot of people um, who join my Elevate group 
for advancing mediums actually while I remember shout out to Elevate it's now open for bookings <laughs> but um that is lots of people join that and they say they can see spirit but if no one can take the description of the spirit that you're giving you're not seeing spirit your brain is creating an image that, through your knowing and that is not the same thing as seeing spirit so I don't know Marie people say it but I'm not I'm on the fence. Now, I think people see psychic energy that's left behind. You know, like when people see um, the white woman walking up the stairs in historic buildings and stuff like that. I think they are seeing something. They are seeing the residual energy of that spirit that's been left behind. So, yeah, maybe we do see psychic energy more easily because that's in this earth plane. But as for spirit, for me, it is always in my mind's eye and it always has been. Now, when I was a child, I wasn't aware of spirit. As you know, when I look back, there were signs that spirit with me. But I mean, if you were a naysayer, you would say, what a crock. Things like I could see faces in um, the our text ceiling. I could see faces in the anaglypta wallpaper. I could see faces in wood. I could hear voices calling me. Um, and I could see those faces in with my physical eyes. Do I believe that all of the faces that I saw were spirit? No, I don't. Um, do I believe that they were definitely spirit? I'm not sure. But now knowing what I know, I think that these are signs that could have been that spirit were with me. I certainly had some crazy ass like waking dreams and stuff like that when I was younger. Equally, that could have been my imagination. So I think the problem is when you are a medium and you are offering your soft and squishy mediumship to the world and there's a lot of cynical people out there and a lot of people that want to tell you you're insane when you're offering it out there to people, it's kind of easier and comfortable to carry on with the story as it's already being told. I think it takes incredible bravery to talk about it the way that you really are receiving it. And a lot of people, I think, don't even think about how they're receiving it. Sometimes people say to me, how did you get that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. How did I get that? I just got it. And there's not enough um, discussion about just the knowing of mediumship where you're not really sure where it came from you just know the information the problem for you is if you're always second guessing everything and wanting to research it you're never going to allow yourself to just be in that knowing state so that's what you've got to you've got to crack that habit first Marie and allow that to expand now I'm just looking through ah <sighs> looking for what you have got what you're writing in your in your email you see angel numbers you're not getting the message sometimes there is no message with angel numbers it is just you see 333 it's it's spirit saying howdy i think we ruin everything by wanting it to be you know whoa you know spirit is like hey and you're like what does that mean and they're like i just said hey and you're like but why what does that mean and we get in the way of it so um with no evidence, I can see, maybe evidence that with no prior spirit contact, I can go on to develop your psychic and mediumistic abilities. That would be me. I am that person. I started age 29 with no... I didn't even really know if the spirit world existed. But I loved watching the craft. <laughs> and ghost and medium um, and Ghost Whisperer left me a little cold, to be honest. She always looked like she was smelling a bad smell. But, you know, I watched a few episodes. I loved, i tell you what, I loved Stigmata. I was obsessed with that film. So there was always an interest in that kind of thing. But isn't that like most 90s teenagers? <laughs> it, was, it was all the rage. It was really cool. But within that, um, once I started developing... I am the proof of that. Every piece of evidence I've ever given from spirit is proof that somebody with no mediumistic abilities before development 
can find a connection to spirit. I hope that helps. I'm just looking at your question too. To speak to spirit, we put ourselves in a certain state to receive messages. Um, how is it, however, is it, how is it that spirit comes to some people without them trying? Um, I think it's just that those people have a slightly less cynical mind. Spirit are with all of us. It's why so many people get messages from spirit when they are falling asleep. Because spirit are taking their chance. It's not that they've popped in and gone, oh, bad timing. I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you were in bed. I just really wanted to talk to you and let you know I was around. It's that spirit are, are always with you. It's just that as you're drifting off to sleep, you're aware, but the part of your brain that cuts you off from spirit is also asleep, is, is resting. And so it gives you an opportunity to feel things that are always there. Um, but you're not aware of until that bit of your brain is quiet. Now, Marie, what I want to say to you is this. The things that are going on with you are not bad things. And how funny, because I'll be honest, I paused my podcast after I did my little talk at the beginning here and I printed out um, last season's. I just went through my inbox and printed off a load of emails and then to hit record again. So I didn't know what questions you'd asked. But doesn't that tie in? There must be a plan here with the beginning of this podcast. What if, Marie, you are supposed to be like this? What if it's part of your gifts? What if this quest for evidence and proof that you can do it and that it really is happening is actually going to make your mediumship that much better? So don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing because I have spent a decade fighting this side of me and my new season resolution for season four of this podcast is to embrace this side of me because maybe just maybe it's exactly who I was supposed to be all this time maybe the reason that I can write a book about how mediumship actually works is because I dared to ask the questions about how mediumship actually worked I dared to say to a medium who said that they could see spirit how does that work then? What are you actually seeing? So, and you know, even when you interview mediums, because I've interviewed a lot, you've heard the interviews on this podcast, if they can see spirit, as soon as you drill into that and you say, so you can see them like you see me, they say, oh yes, but not all the time. But why not all the time? If that's how your gifts work, why not all the time? So what you mean is when anyone asks you to have any accountability for that um, experience that you're talking about that you have got, you back out of it because you can't prove it because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So does that mean that actually you're seeing it or is it a picture in your mind's eye? And that's not being horrible to anybody. It's just... Again, this thing about language and how the way that all of us mediums, myself included, the way that we talk about our connection can sometimes cut other people off from theirs. And we need to be very aware of that. For me, most of the time, Marie, it's a knowing. I can't really tell you where it comes from. I just know. I just know stuff. And there it is. And I'm brave enough to say it. Doesn't feel like anything special. Doesn't feel like it's come from spirit. Doesn't feel like it's Wah! coming in with that magic with angels tooting and singing. Tooting on their trumpets, not tooting. Um, but it, 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 it's not coming in like that. It's just, well, this is the, I've made my intention to connect to the spirit world. And this is what I'm getting. Can you understand it? So there. I hope that helps. If it doesn't, Marie, and you've got more questions, email them in again because I, I loved your email. I loved, I loved hearing it and I'm loving having you on the school. And um, yeah, I can't wait to watch you grow. I just want to interject listener questions here to tell you a real-time story. <laughs> so I uh, stopped recording this podcast partway through because I had an a interview booked with somebody and it's really funny because I knew that they weren't going to turn up. And I knew over a week ago that they weren't going to turn up. And yet I still made myself go through the process of reading their book, writing down the questions, sending them a reminder 
and opening the Zoom room and waiting for them for 10 minutes. And I just thought you guys would like to know that (laughs) because I think sometimes we think that the people that do this work have got it all figured out. Um, Over here, there's Hannah who never waits in a Zoom room for 10 minutes like a pillock and um, always, you know, has this amazingly aligned life. But all you can do in those circumstances is laugh because just like Marie in the previous question, you can know things and still need to go through your own human process to make yourself comfortable. And, you know, imagine if I'd got it wrong. Imagine if I felt like she wasn't going to turn up, so I didn't even rock into the Zoom, and then she ended up waiting for me, and then when I did the interview, I was completely unprepared. So you have to do what you have to do. Um, But it does mean that this week, you've got an extra Hannah dosage, because this podcast will now be released on the day where I was supposed to be releasing the chat with her. Never mind. Hopefully um, nothing's gone wrong for her and we will get her on at some other point if she wants to be a part of it. But I just thought I'd share that with you because it made me laugh. Okay, so next up I have a question from Cece. Morning, Hannah. I have another question for the podcast, this time about healing whilst sleeping. I've heard you say that during a meditation, if you are sleeping, you are not healing. I wondered if this is specifically during the meditations where you are actively breathing and visualising or do you believe this in general? I use a lot of sleep meditations and after doing the spirit-led Reiki course with you now understand that healing has its own intelligence and goes where it needs to. Is this not the case when we are sleeping? CC. Hey love, um, I don't know where it would be that I have said that you don't get healed while you sleep because that's when I get most of my healing done because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I might have used the wrong word. I don't believe that you can, if you are meditating with the intention of connecting and communicating with spirit and you're doing a visualisation and you fall asleep during that visualisation, then I don't believe that you are holding that that conscious communication with spirit because you're asleep. But as for healing, yeah, I absolutely believe that you can heal while you sleep. Um, so I'm sorry if I used the wrong word once and it's confused you but absolutely um, I often go to sleep with my hands resting on me and say to spirit can you sort out whatever you can now obviously I don't believe that all of healing I don't believe it's as easy as just energy coming in and everything you want gone gone it's not like an eraser on a blackboard it doesn't get rid of all of your bad stuff without any effort from you in your days so if you're doing healing anyone's doing healing at night while they sleep that's absolutely fine you just need to set your ask spirit for their healing energy while you sleep and they will do it that's all you need to do it's very very simple healing is available to all but of course you have to make sure that you are spending some time during the waking days unpacking what that brings up for you looking at where you've been, where you are now, uh, what you can forgive yourself for, what you can forgive other people for, um, thoughts that need reprogramming in your mind. It's not as easy as spirit just coming in, boinking you on the end of the nose with a magic wand and clearing everything. You might have to actively reprogram your thoughts, reprogram your actions, look at your habits. That's how I believe healing works. So the energy is the catalyst But you have two choices with that energy. You can use it to work through your stuff, change your vibration, change your behaviours, shift your approach, or you can carry on as you were and then the energy will just dissipate and that's entirely up to you. And I'm not saying you do that, Cece. I just didn't want to mislead anybody that was listening. I do not believe in the kind of wishy-washy approach to healing that you hear about where it's as if it's some sort of magic with no effort required on the part of the person who's being healed. I believe that healing is a collaboration between us and spirit. We have to open up to that energy that is always available to us and always there but equally we have to be willing to do something with it. Um, Otherwise nobody 
everybody would be great, wouldn't they? Nobody would need it. We'd all be we'd all be fully healed, all done. We'd go through our trauma and come out the other side. But I think there has to be a bit of a journey with healing. I think that's what we're here for. It's not just to rub out all the bad stuff and only live the good. It's about what we learn, how we develop, how we shift and grow through the bad stuff. And then the healing truly takes place. Thanks for your question, Cece, and sorry that I missed it the first time around. And next up, I have a question from Paul, who left me a voicemail and forgot to ask the question, but the question is about building abilities. Any help is appreciated. So, Paul, it depends on what level you are at. Um, At the beginning, if you are just starting out with spirit, as I was saying earlier to Marie, it's very much about just building that relationship, building your trust in your intuition and being aware of your own energy, which comes from spending time on your own with no distractions, making friends with yourself, getting to know you. And I know, guys, I keep banging on about it, but I can't underestimate the importance of it. It's absolutely the most important thing. So starting with that, um, once you get... um, a bit more confident in your connection. As you will have heard me mention on the podcast, there becomes a point where we sort of plateau. And we plateau because we need to work with other people to be able to prove to ourselves that we are really doing it. So at that point is when you want to find a a group, um, a circle, an online class to work with and start testing your abilities. So I would suggest you want something very much like the Mediumship Matters School, but that might not be the one for you, but something like that, um, which is why I created it. So maybe look near you if you've got spiritual churches, that might be somewhere you want to work. There might be private circles, but what you need to do is find a group where you can go in learn from the teacher and do exercises to expand your awareness, but most importantly, prove to yourself that you can. And then once you reach a point where you've proved to yourself that you can, your work is very much about doing the job and analysing it. So it's still practice. 90% of mediumship is practice. Um, It's about practising and then going back over what you've done and having a look at areas for improvement. So although it makes people cringe, I always recommend that developing mediums record all their readings and listen back to them because you want to hear your presentation style, you want to hear any habits that you're getting into with your words, you want to be able to um, analyse all of that. If you listen to season one of this podcast, I can't remember what word it is that I say all the way through, but it makes me get a bit stabby when I listen to it. And I'm aware that I still say, does that make sense <laughs> in this in this one? But, you know, being aware of those habitual sayings that you say that can it change the experience for your sitter, expanding the language that you're using in your presentation style is a massive part of mediumship, as well as the expansion of evidence. So when you want to start expanding your evidence, that is when you choose what it is that you want. Uh, For example, I want to have more um, of a feeling of deaths, how people pass illnesses and ailments. And then you start working with that, expecting to receive that information from spirit. And of course, because you are openly seeking that evidence, because you have set your intention that you want to expand into that space, you will get in the way a little bit because mediumship is receiving, not seeking. Psychic is seeking. But in order to expand your mediumship and get used to receiving a certain piece of evidence and being open to it, you have to seek to start that ball rolling. When you are seeking, there is a chance you can get things wrong. So you have to be in a space where you're willing to get things wrong to expand into them and working through that. So those are my... um, tips building your abilities I would suggest you focus on one thing at a time now I believe that all great mediums have abilities sort of across the board so 
to be a really good medium, you need to be able to work psychically, which to me is energy to energy in this earth plane. It's not communicating with the spirit world. You need to be able to work with spirit guides because they will be your greatest teachers on how to improve your evidential mediumship. And you need to be a healer. You need to be able to... Um, pull that energy in and hold that space for people because that should be the number one reason why you're doing this in the first place. And of course, then you have um, trance and channeling, which is really important as well because that builds that bond with spirit and it enables you to become that flow for the spirit world, which helps your mediumship overall. But you don't want to be developing all of those aspects simultaneously. That's an awful lot. So focusing whether it's for a week, whether it's for a few days, whether it's for a month, whether it's for six months on the aspect that you are most drawn to at this time. Whilst allowing, you know, oh, I'm not saying don't do anything extra, but just really having your main focus, your main attention on where you want to develop. And then knowing that you can change it and expand it in the future if you want to. Um, and that's what I did. I did, uh, you know, a bit with spirit guides, then a bit with psychic, then went back to spirit guides. Through my work with spirit guides, I worked on my healing and my trance. And then I went into evidential mediumship. And you will find your own path and what works for you. So don't try and do it all at once. Allow yourself to repeat lessons as many times as you can. We all hate it when we're doing it, but it's really important for your development to keep an open mind and go back to the same things because that's where the expansion is. When you repeat the same activity 30, 40 times, you will have a very different experience from it um, the first time, the eighth time, the 15th time, the 20th time. And that's the really important thing is just to allow yourself to repeat lessons and really sit sit in with them. So many people want to rush ahead, but they aren't integrating the lessons they've already got and their mediumship will sort of fall apart. So I hope that that helps, Paul. Let me know if you've got a specific question, pop it over again and I'll go in more depth with you. Thank you very much. So I hope that you guys have all enjoyed today's episode. You know, I love your feedback. I love your WhatsApp messages. I love your interactions. So please do drop me a voice note, drop me an email, let me know what you think. And we will go from there. Have a lovely day. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.